All right, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Joe Evangelisti. I'm here today with our guest. He calls himself the anti-financial advisor. I'm excited to have this conversation because I think we're going to have a ton in common. I think you guys as our guests are going to really, really enjoy this because it's in alignment with everything we talk about in the real estate community. Uh, excited to, we- to welcome Chris Miles to the show. Chris, welcome to the show, man. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here, Joe. Cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Talk to us about this anti-financial advisor thing. I love, I love the title. <laughs> yeah, so it, it kind of came from me starting out as the traditional financial advisor, right? The mainstream, the a- AKA salesman in a suit, right? Okay. Um, started doing that about almost 20 years ago. Did that for four years. And, uh, and it's been interesting because the guy I trained to be in my, on my team, right? He'd left to go do real estate investing. And I remember reaching out to him after four months thinking, all right, he's going to be broke. Let's see if he's going to come crawling back to me. Because like all financial advisors, I had a big ego, right? And uh, so anyways, I, uh, you know, I, I just called him up and I said, hey, how are you doing? And he said, man, that's awesome. And, and he's like, he partnered with his dad. He said, yeah, my dad and I have partnered up and he's doubled his income from being a professor at the local university. And I said, yeah. come on. And this is the thing I'm sure you hear all the time, Joe, about especially with real estate investing is, that's too good to be true, right? All, all the time. Yep. You know, and, and I get that too now, but I, I was like, that, that can't be. And, and so we got this debate, what's better, stocks or real estate, right? And, uh, and finally, he just stopped me. He said, Chris, what, you know, how many of your clients are actually financially free? Like really free where they're not worrying about money. And I said, well, I've got some retired clients watching CNN, so nobody's free. Because you can't be free and watch CNN, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, okay, well, good job, Chris. Um, okay, well, how about this? If anybody should be financially free using this advice, it should be you guys as financial advisors. So how many of you are financially free, not off the commissions you're earning, but actually doing these mutual funds and investing in these things? And I said, well, I don't know, maybe one guy, but I don't think it, I don't know. And, he, and I found out that guy wasn't either. I found out that no one, was financial free in that industry, do it, giving the advice, selling people financial freedom, right? And some of them have been doing it for 30, 40 years. So if they hadn't cracked the code, well, anyone. And, uh, and so I said, all right, well, tell me the answer. He's like, I'm not going to tell you the answer because I don't think you're open to it. I was like, dead gummit, you just got me to admit I'm wrong. Give me something. So he said, all right, well, if you're serious, uh, go get this book by Kiyosaki called Who Took My Money, which is a lesser known rich dad book, right? Um, based on rips into mutual funds. And then he's like, and then listen to this radio show, this AM radio show that these, these real estate investors are doing. And, and, you know what? and, and over the course of a couple months, I was like, I can't teach this crap anymore. I'm done. <laughs> and so at the height of my practice, I, I quit. I put in my resignation, said, I'm done. They're like, well, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know. I'll teach ballroom dancing and I'll do mortgages. Right. Um, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, I got to know what these guys know. You know, and, and it wasn't just real estate investing they did. They did things with business streams of income through, you know, through business, residual streams and things like that too. So when I learned how they thought and how millionaires thought way differently than how financial advisors teach, in fact, the exact opposite. And that's when all of a sudden Kiyosaki books made sense. I'd read Rich Dad Poor Dad like three times as a financial advisor, thinking that somehow he supported what I did, right? And, and that's complete bull. But, uh, but that's the thing is like, it blew my mind open. Of, Wait, this stuff this doesn't work. And so in 2006, the first time I was actually able to retire at 28 years old, um, you know, and I was blown away. I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. So I basically started telling people I get out of the rat race. Well, recession hit and, uh, you know, and I was gambling more with real estate than investing. So I got swept up in that little crap storm. Right. And, uh, 
And the next thing I know, I'm back in the rat race, but this time over a million dollars in debt. So I had no money, no credit, didn't file for bankruptcy, but I did have to dig back out of that hole. And eventually mm. by 2016, I did it a second time where I was out of the rat race. This time, way more secure, way wiser than I was in my 20s. I love it. I love it, man. I love the story too. And, and so ironic because, um, you know, we're doing this interview and, and you were brought to my attention. And I'm reading your bio. Now I'm hearing your story. And, and mm -hmm. ironically, I just sent out an offer letter yesterday. A good friend of mine has been a financial advisor, one of the top financial advisors at one of the top firms. And I can't use his name mm -hmm. because he's not that he's not gone yet. You know, all these restrictions, but yeah. uh, he's coming on to become our CFO for one of our syndicated um, businesses in awesome. the beginning at the beginning of next year, um, because yeah. he's experienced the, you know, the sales suit and tie, you know, I'm sick mm -hmm. of telling my, my, my folks, and, and I'm supposed to be a fiduciary for their money. I'm sick of telling right. them to put it in the stock market, put it in mutual funds, you know, it's not, it's not, you know, creating the level of success that I know that I can create. And when I started showing him what we're doing in real estate, he's like, man, I would rather sell your product. Like, I, I, can we do it mm -hmm. full time? Can we create a, an opportunity where we do it full time? And now he's actually yeah. leaving that environment to come become our CFO in the real world uh, and get out of the suit and tie world. And, and so uh, it's, he took it's, the matrix pill. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He took the blue pill. It's crazy to yeah. see that, uh, that, uh, that the irony though, between that, that story you just said, and here we are, and, I, and I'm in the process of doing the same exact thing. So I love it, man. So, so tell me about, no, go ahead, go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Oh, I was just saying like, it's true. Like there's a lot of false assumptions in that, in that market when you think you're a fiduciary, right? I mean, you're telling people you're investing, but you're really just gambling. There is no investing. Like what you do with, with syndications and whatnot, that's investing. You're touching the deal. People with the stock market, even if you're trading stocks actively, which I taught people how to do, I taught 200 people how to trade stocks and options separate of being a financial advisor. Still, I told all those people you're gambling because oh. you have no control over the investment. So there's no control. And when there's no control, there's no freedom and there's no cash flow. I, I have a guy that, that I've been coaching that is that teaches people how to trade options publicly came to me because he's like, Chris, I want to know how to make passive income. Because I don't have passive income. I still have to work and watch these stupid stock market tickers. And it doesn't matter what tools I have. I'm still trapped to my computer. I want yeah. that freedom away from it, right? And, and that's a big difference. Everything's telling you to accumulate money, but not accelerate and create real income and cash flow. And that's the key difference. 100%. And it's such legalized gambling, especially nowadays. You got some of the top Wall Street traders talking about how they're, they're following Robin Hood traders and, following, and, and trading off of them. And, you know, this guy, mm -hmm. David Portnoy, sells, uh, sells Barstool Sports and he becomes Davy Day Trader. And people are following <laughs> Davy Day Trader because he's making trades and he's affecting the market. It's like, it, it, mm -hmm. it, you're, you're better off playing craps. You might as well go to Vegas yeah. and play craps. It, it's it's absolutely true. out of control. So let's get, let's get into the meat and potatoes a little bit. How do you help people? Moneyripples.com is your site you know somebody goes on that site how do they get involved in you how do you help them you know say they have a portfolio in the stock market and they want to transition mm -hmm. into you know what you teach yeah well one thing is I never give investment advice right like I'm not licensed to do that anymore I drop those licenses actually I start teaching people how to trade the stock market I had to drop licenses like securities licenses and whatnot right sure so I'm not an investment advisor but what I do is I help people strategize and help connect them with people that have deals. So I don't offer any investments myself. Um, I purely just help educate and guide, right? Um, so like when I get clients, most of them are usually people that say, hey Chris, okay, I'm starting to, I'm starting to take my own blue pill here, right? Like I'm starting to realize that this doesn't work, um, but I, I need that freedom, I, I need to get away. And so 
a lot of times there are people that, you know, that might make multiple six figures a year that might be employees. You know, like I've got IT managers, I've got dentists, I got pharmacists and optometrists and doctors and, and uh, chiropractors. I mean, you name it, like all these random people that all have the same thing. They're like, I feel like my money can be doing something more. Right. Mm. And so it's more of saying, okay, let's look at your whole situation here. Let's see what's going on. Right. Let's see really what, what, what cash can be freed up. Like I just had a guy yesterday. We actually, he's a business owner, but he's been self-employed. We're getting him a corporation set up. He's going to save over 12 grand a year on his taxes. I'm like, mm-hmm. cool. That's 12 grand a year we can use to invest. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, where, you know, there's some people that sometimes we pay off debt and some people that are debt free and they're like, I just got cash sitting around. And it's like, all right, now we've found the cash, the reserves, whether it's in the market, whether it's sitting in savings, whether it's, you know, you got cash trapped in your home in equity, which is like a horrible sin, you know, especially if you can be make, you know, to get that money out of real estate, to put it into real estate and have it more, you know, just as secured, if not better, but now you're getting cash flow from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love when people get to pay off their mortgage using other, you know, using other real estate, you know, like that's yeah. the coolest thing ever, you know, but th- that's really what it is about finding that cash, find all those reserves and then putting it to use. And so, so it's, yeah, go ahead. go ahead. I was just saying like, I mean, that's basically it. It's like creating a plan to help them to get to their freedom number. If it's, you know, if it's 10,000 a month, great. What will it take to get you to 10,000 or 15, 20,000 a month? Or in some cases, I love when I get the occasional person. It's like, I only need four or 5,000 a month. I'm like, all right, we're going to do this within the next couple of years. You know, this is yeah. going to be great. You know, I love those cases. I love it too, because I can tell you, I can tell just by talking to you and, and just thinking out loud that there's probably so many people that have a lot of these resources sitting right in front of them and they don't even know it because we're, we're, oh, we're, yeah. not, we're not taught this, these things and, and we're not creative enough to realize and recognize, you know, when you start talking chiropractors and dentists and, and, and you know, then uh, doctors, a lot of them, they have access to lines of credit. They have access to things yeah. that they're not even utilizing, you know, and a lot of them right. come to us and it's the same thing. It's like, you know, you're getting a line of credit for a hundred grand at 2%. You know, you could lend that out and get 10% back and, and, and you could, you could arbitrage the difference. And they're like, well, what are you talking about? I've never, never heard of such a thing. You know, there's, there's yeah. so many different um, opportunities uh, for a lot of folks that they don't realize. And I think it's, it's paramount. I think, especially what you do uh, is so important in times like these where, you know, things yeah. are being restricted and things are being slowed down and things are being, um, you know, kept um, from a lot of people from being a hundred percent of what they can, what they can affect, uh, you know, within their business. Um, these, these little, you know, honeypots are, are really so important to learn. It is like, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I get like, um, I get a lot of clients from the West coast, right? Washington's California, Oregon, sometimes, you know, and sometimes they'll even come to me having real estate. They're like, yeah, I invest in real estate too. And then I see, and then of course, when they say their properties are anywhere in the Western United States, I'm like, yeah, okay, you should probably sell it. You know? Yeah. And they're like, but you haven't looked at the numbers. I'm like, tell me the numbers. And yeah. every time, you know, I, I had this uh, one client where like, she's got a few properties there in the West coast. And I'm like, you're making maybe a thousand bucks a month, but you've got trapped here about a half a million of equity that could be turning into four or 5,000 a month, you know, yeah. just being a passive turnkey investor or something. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and she's like, no, that can't happen. I'm like, trust me, your properties stink. Like, yeah. do you want freedom or not? You know, and, uh, and that's the hardest thing for people. I, I mean, I have one guy in California where he was a chiropractor, right? Um, same thing. You know, he's got one rental property. He's got his own house. His whole goal is to be debt free on both those properties in six years. That would free up about 4,000 a month for him. I told him, it's like, you know what? Sell that investment property. Ref- do a cash out refinance of your home, right? 
And what this does, it frees up $800,000 that now he can go and invest. I told him, like, even if you only make a 10% return on that money, that's 80,000 a year now. You yeah. know, not, not 4,000 a month, you're making almost double from day one and you keep reinvesting at 80,000, I call it income avalanche where it keeps building on itself. You're gonna be over 100,000 a year passive in five years versus hoping in six years to have, be debt free and then only free up 4,000 a month. And that's Incredible. the difference. Like it just, you have to look at it differently. And most people just, even if they do buy real estate, they just don't get it. Yeah. It's incredible too, when people buy real estate. And I think with a lot of the West coasters, what you're talking about is they, 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 they buy it and they, and they, they, um, they speculate on appreciation. They, they assume that, yeah. you know, one day it's gonna be worth so much more, mm-hmm. but they're being trapped and being sucked dry with the, with the fact that the cash flow is not there. And, yeah. you know, so the one day, one day thing, it's like, well, but if you sold it off now, there's so much more opportunity that you can be creating for yourself instead of waiting for one day. And, and I think that that yeah. traps a lot of people. I think it, it hurts a lot of people in the rental business in general. You know, you see this being sure pushed does. a lot in, the, in a lot of the communities that we run in, you know, buy rental property and try to hit $100 a door per month. It's like, you're, you're going to get swallowed alive if you try to do that. You get one roof goes bad and you have 30, 30 in your portfolio and, you're, and your, your cash flow is shot for the quarter. You know, it's yeah. like, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense that a lot of people push these things. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. But um, so, so, so talk to me a little bit deeper. I know you were talking, uh, you were talking infinite banking. when We started talking uh, at the beginning here. Mm-hmm. So you do some stuff with figuring out life insurance policies and, and, and making those arbitraging those to work as well. Yeah. I started adding that more in, in the last four years, even though I've known about that for the last 14 years. Right. Um, I was just referred out. Um, but I found out like when I was in retirement, actually the second time, in 2017, a, a guy that was a podcaster as well, big real estate investor, he's just like, you know what, my people need to learn this because why I teach infinite banking with using the whole life. And for those of you that don't know what that is, right, because mm. we might hear the term, but nobody really knows um, for the most part, even real estate investors. Um, pretty much it's just taking life insurance and making that your tax-free supercharged savings account, right? Um, it, that's really what it is. It's, it's a higher returning uh, tax-free savings account that you can use rather than your own bank. And the cool thing is when you borrow from the insurance company, you're creating arbitrage with it, right? So when you're borrowing from it, you're able to create, you know, your returns with whatever investing you're doing, but you're also earning money at the same time because the money's still there. So you're earning this tax-free interest while earning over here at the same time, you're actually double dipping. And uh, he's like, my people got to know this. And, and I was, yeah, I was using the guy to refer to, but I found out later on, because I've been insurance licensed for like 19 years, I found out, I was like, I could do it better than that guy. Because especially if you're a real estate investor, you want max ROI possible. You don't want to have these stupid fees and commissions that are paying these agents' pockets. Because the thing I guarantee is that every insurance agent out there is in the rat race, right? And so they have this tug of war of, okay, do I make money or do I make the client money? And they're always battling that. And I'm just like, screw that. You know, like just give them the max ROI infinite banking policy possible, which is why I call it max ROI infinite banking, right? And so with that, you're actually making money quickly. In that yep. you have money from day one you're able to leverage and uh, and guarantee people won't get and, and the cool thing is like it usually adds another minimum three to four percent rate of return on whatever you're earning in your investment so if you're earning say ten percent on that investment you're making about 13 14 percent total using that strategy versus using your bank account to invest so break that down for people are you front loading the cash value in the, in the life insurance policy how are you building it up so that you have it instantaneously yeah, you don't have to necessarily like throw a big amount of money. In fact, I recommend against that because that's what usually pays agents more money. They'll say, yeah, throw in a, 
100,000 and then we'll only have you put in 20,000 a year thereafter or something, right? Um, that actually costs you more money than it's probably worth. So a lot of times we'll have people do a, a larger amount, but yeah, you do what I call max fund, right? So you do right up to the tax-free limit. By the way, this is the cool thing. Unlike, so it's the same tax rules as the Roth IRA, but the Roth IRA, if you can even qualify for it, if you don't make too much money, right? You can only put in 6,000 bucks a year. With this, you can put in up to 25% of your stated gross annual income, right? Um, so you can put in almost as much as you want. Um, and, and the cool thing is when you put that money in, that's not the required amount. So because when everybody does whole life, it's usually like you got to put this money in your whole life. And if you mm -hmm. miss a payment, you might lose it depending if you have cash in there or not. With mine, it never implodes, right? It's pretty much almost impossible to make it implode because say you put in 25,000 bucks, you're going to have probably about $20,000 in cash that's able to be used. So even if you're like, oh, I can't make the payment the next year, right? Well, the minimum is probably going to be right around, say, $6,000 a year. So you're like, oh, I can't even do that. Well, of that $20,000, you got at least $6,000, right? Yeah. Borrow from your own policy, the $6,000, put it back in, and just dumps right back in again. So it puts the money back in. And, and so the fees are only like the first two years. And after that, there's almost no fees. Or actually, right. probably, well, I mean, no net fees after that point. Yeah. So it's, it's, so it's a kind of a cool way to do it to where, yeah, you can put in a max funding of whatever that dollar amount is. Um, I try to stay conservative. So if someone says, Hey, I've got 60,000 a year I'm putting away. Cool. Let's do 40 or 50 max. And then your minimum is only going to be like 10. Right. Yeah. Um, and so then there's that extra buffer. Um, but, uh, it makes it, yeah, it's, it's expecting the best, but preparing for the worst. Right. I, I love it, man. And I'd say what I, most of our audience are real estate investor, real estate investor, wannabes or people in the real estate investor yeah. space. And, I, and I'll tell you that if you're listening to this guys and you're making any real money in real estate investing and you don't have a whole life policy, you need to reach out to somebody and talk about this because this is one of those things that, um, I, I can't, I, I can't state enough that I think is one of those um, you know, just incredible vehicles for real estate investors that is not talked about. I don't, I don't know why it's not talked about enough, Chris. Like, I feel like it's one of those like real estate 101 things, but it took me 12 years to figure out in real estate <laughs> investing. And finally, somebody was like, why don't you do this? And it, it, it's just, it, it, I, I call it my forced savings plan. I, I like your name, your name huh? better, but I've always been one of those guys where I got, I got to, I got to squirrel away money and hide it from myself. This is like my favorite <laughs> way to hide money from myself. Cause it just automatically comes out of my, my, my checking account every month. Um, but yeah. for me, it's like, it's, if, if I, if I force it to go into that account, I don't see it ever again. I don't even get the statements. I mean, I don't even know where they go. They just, it just goes away <laughs> and it, it's in my life insurance. And you know, when I die, there's a hundred percent chance of that happening. Um, yeah. you know, my family's going to make a lot of money and all my debts going to get paid off. And like for real yeah. estate investors that are, you know, we're playing that long-term monopoly game guys. Like you're all going to mm -hmm. have debt. You're all going to be building this thing up for the long haul. So why not? having an absolute that it's all going to get paid off. Like it's just, it doesn't make any sense that, and then you can play the short term game in, in the meantime with the cash flow, And that, that's what I think is so powerful about this. And not yeah. enough people talk about it. I don't know if you hear about it a lot, but I don't hear about it at all. Oh, all the time. Yeah. All the time. Because well, if even if there are guys that get it right, those few agents that actually understand it, right. Most won't design it right. Like I get Northwest, I get people that say, I got this Northwestern mutual policy. I'm like, Okay, this is like California real estate. You probably shouldn't have it <laughs> like, yeah. because yeah. it's probably designed poorly. You know, like yeah. and even when I have people that get it with the right company, right? Yep. They just don't, the insurance agents don't design it right because they don't want to cut their commissions back. 
So Correct. even if they get it, they don't do it. And then most real, uh, most insurance agents aren't real estate people, right? They don't get, they don't speak the language. They talk a little insurance lingo and crap like that. And the truth is they, they think long-term with it, right? They're always telling you long-term you'll have money. I'm like, no, I'm an investor first and foremost. I want short-term, you know, now you're totally right. Cause from a lazy perspective, you know, that, that ability to be able to, you know, one, help pay off any loans or debts or whatever so that things are paid off. Worse, you know, we have new people being elected in office, right? Depending on who's in office, who's in control, they can lower where you actually get that estate tax of 45% when you die, right? Yep. It's been 11 and a half million. So most people are like not even worrying about it. But if they say, hey, let's roll it back to $2 million net worth, anything over 2 million bucks, you get taxed 45%. You gotta, your kids got to pay those bills in nine months, right? Yeah. If they don't, I mean, they're gotta be, if it's real estate based, you gotta be scrambling to sell assets. And if it's a bad market, horrible time. So this gives you that ability. That's the long-term thinking. Yeah. Short-term though, the, the reason that most whole life guys don't talk short-term is because it takes them at least 15 to 17 years for you to break even on your costs. Mm. So if you're putting in 10,000 a year for say 17 years, you finally have after 17 years, 170,000 bucks. For me, someone puts in 10,000 a year for five years, they'll have about 50,000 bucks. So like it, it triples the speed and it makes it to where it doesn't feel like a cost. It actually feels like an absolute no brainer. But again, most agents, even if they get it, don't design it that way because it cuts their commissions by like 75, 80 plus percent to do it that way. And yeah. in fact, that's, that's the whole reason I started doing it and um, starting in about 2008 was because the guy that sold me a whole life policy in 2006, even though I was insurance licensed, I asked him point blank, I said, can I overfund these so it builds cash faster and gives me a better return? His yeah. answer was, no, you can't do that with whole life because if you do, it becomes taxable. And there's a thing called a MEC limit if you go past it, right? Yeah. But I found out later that was completely wrong. You know, the way he designed it, that was true. But I found out I could have overfunded it. I did an apples apples comparison because I ended up losing that policy two years later because when the recession hit, I couldn't afford to pay it. I put in 25 grand in that policy only to lose it in the recession because I couldn't keep paying the premiums. That's okay. the worst ripoff of a term insurance policy, even though it was whole life, it became like crappy term insurance for three years, right? Yeah. And it shouldn't be that way. And so when I showed him this, and if I had knocked down every argument he had, it was a two hour debate and I'm screaming at him. <laughs> and finally it came down to, when I knocked all of his arguments, it finally just came down to, he said, Chris, I can't afford to cut my commissions that way. And I said, there is the problem. That wow. is why you're not doing it. And, and I'll tell you, like, the funny thing is, is I'm, I'm actually one of the nation's top insurance guys, and I only do it like 10 hours a week, you know, like, because <laughs> if you do it right, like, people want to put more money in. I got a guy who owns a turnkey company that's putting in, you know, 50 or or $100,000 a year because he's like, wait, this is way better than the thing I was doing for like 6000 a year. You're like, man, I'm going to throw money in. If I could pull it out and invest with it, this is a no-brainer. I love it. I love it, man. So what did I miss? What, what did I forget to ask? I mean, we, we're going down some good rabbit holes here. You have a big family. What are you doing for legacy? What are you doing for legacy you know, investments? How, how are you handling that? You know, I'll tell you, like, I mean, yeah, I'm building the cash flow. And of course, I've, I've been able to retire and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, I often remind my kids, I've got eight children between the ages of about five and 17 right now, right? Um, and I'll tell you, um, I tell them all the time, it's my money, not theirs, <laughs> you know? Um, I just let them know like, Hey, listen, I am building a legacy here, but you need to learn to do this on your own, you know? Yeah. And so 
like with my, my teenagers, I got three, almost four teenagers now. Um, that's always fun. Um, you know, I played, I played a game called the abundance game with them. Um, kind of a game like cash flow with Kiyosaki's game, but it's a little bit different, adds a little bit more dimensions into it. It's more real to life. And, uh, you know, I was playing that game with them and it's funny seeing the, the crap that comes up because they're like, yeah, I don't know if that's possible. You know, I'm like, these are real deals. These are real investments, you know, and, but in their mind, you know, especially with what they've seen or what they hear in school, you know, we homeschool two, two, my wife's two kids. We have a blended family of eight. I have six. She's got two. Her two homeschool kids, they're all about that limitless thing, right? It's the, the public school kids that have the hardest problem with trying to learn money, you know, because they're mm-hmm. like, no, that's not possible. I'm like, it is totally possible and your dad's doing it. So yeah. don't tell me it's not possible. You know, you little 13 year old, you know, public school doesn't like, do us any justice either because they're not, they're mm-hmm. not doing anything to, to help educate them. Right. Exactly. It's yeah. just, and that's, and that's why it falls on us as parents to really take that responsibility. Again, you, I've learned this with different kids. Some of them accept it more easily than others and they're going to make their own choices regardless. Right. Uh, but that's my thing is that it's, it's useless for me to make all this money to not create what I call a ripple effect, right? Because I call my, my followers on my podcast ripplers, you know, because we want to create a ripple effect beyond us. And that, that is the key. Is like, what are you really leaving behind? Not money. That's not the thing we want to leave behind. We want to leave this world a better place because we were in it, not because we just consumed along the way. It's not about consuming money and living the high life. It's really about making a difference in people's lives, families, of course, generations beyond us, but even the circle of influence around us. That's, I think, the real key here is how do we serve people? How do we use our gifts and talents in the, in the abilities we have to bless others' lives? So, so important, man. And, 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 and such, that's the impact piece is, is, is exactly why, it's exactly why we call this the Legacy Blueprint Podcast, right? Is, is how yeah. can we impact other people that are listening to make a change, make a small tweak, you know, create some kind of engagement that you know what three generations from now they get affected because of maybe something they learned on this on this show and that's exactly why we do this so i, I love that's it right. man i love it awesome chris well that was good stuff man what anything that i you have uh, events coming up do you want to you want to talk about uh, the site what 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 uh, what, what, uh, what did i miss i mean you know, what else do, what else do you want to shout out well, you know, my events are pretty private. They're invite only. Um, so I usually recommend uh, the best thing you do is follow my podcast, The Chris Miles okay. Money Show. I mean, that's where I teach all different types of stuff. I bring on, you know, people like you, like syndicators from time to time. I bring on, I had a turnkey real estate guy in recently, and, you know, interviewed. I've got people do oil franchises. If somebody wants to buy franchises, I mean, it's really about how do we ultimately create wealth and cash flow now, not 30 or 40 years from now, hoping for compound interest, right? Where the market will never make a high enough returns to even compete with what mm. you can do with real estate. But really like, how do we create that freedom now? And so, you know, if I leave any final words of advice besides follow the podcast, right? Is, is really that there is hope. Like there, I tell you, so many people will say, wait, what you're saying here, is that actually possible? And I'm like, I'm actually being conservative. <laughs> I'm actually lowering my numbers in my estimates just so I don't disappoint, you know, because I never want to overpromise ever. And, uh, and so when I'm saying, yeah, conservatively, I think you could do this. You probably could do better, but this I think is very doable for you. And they're like, wait, five years really? Or three years or some cases one year I can actually be free. Like, yes, you know, 10 years. Yes. Way better than guaranteed. I actually did a podcast recently. I'm with the 401k in the match. You know, I, it's funny. If you want to retire in 20 years, you've got to save 150,000 a year in a 401k to live on an, a 60,000 a year lifestyle. 
guys, that is ridiculous to have to yeah. save way more than what you end up actually living on, you know? And that's, and that's why I had to leave that industry. Like I've yeah. proven that mutual funds and the stock market will never work and it never has worked. Uh, even the people that claim they've retired, they've never done it with, with just the stock market saving in there. They've done it from having businesses and sold them. They inherited money. Something else came in the factor to allow them to retire. It had nothing to do with the mutual fund market. And so that's the thing. I can't tell you to get out of the stock market, but I can tell you it's never worked. So why do you want to take mediocre advice if you want to live an extraordinary life, right? You've got to, you got to just do something different and do something special. Preach it, brother. Preach it. The American dream has, has done a 180 in the last 50 years and people have got to start paying attention. And Chris, you and I mm -hmm. hopefully are leading that charge and I think people are starting to pay attention. So I appreciate you being on the show, brother. That was great stuff. Guys, follow Chris. Go check him out. Go to moneyripples.com. We'll have all the information in the show notes. As always, if you found value in today's show, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. We'll pick a winner each week and we'll send you some cool swag. Uh, Chris Miles, thanks for being on the show, man. Appreciate it. Such a pleasure. Thank you, Joe.